Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Dantich against the Cody. Spins, gets inside, count it, and one. Beautiful move from Dantich. Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score. We will be talking to Sahad of Sharma about uh, any... Cubs movement on the scene at 725. Make sure you're here for that. Uh, but if you ever got kicked out of a game, you just heard Luka Doncic right there. Don't don't go to a Luka game and, and call him tired and tell him that he needs to get on a treadmill. He might he might get upset and take his basketball. And we'll we'll play that clip for a second. But I was I'm asking the question, you ever got kicked out? Like you see the fan, he got kicked out. Maybe even as as a someone that's played a game. I have a couple of stories. One time I got kicked out. <clears throat> Of a game, it was a rec league basketball game, and it was a park right there on Elston, like Elston in California, right there, like on the angle right there by like what used to be Gordon Tech. And we're playing in this thing in this game, and I brought a guy with a, like to play on the team, so I brought him. No, he didn't know anybody else in the league. He didn't know anybody else on the team. He was just like, you know, sometimes you just bring a center. That was me. I brought him. So he's on the court. I, you know, I get to the bench. <clears throat> and then, like, these two dudes push him, you know, on the other team. And then, I obviously, I felt like, damn, they're either going to jump him, right? But he has no, like, nobody's going to have his back. So then I come off the bench, and I come in. I push one of the guys. I'm like, oh, what's up? Blah, blah. And then the, the ref who knows me, and we, all the teams kind of know each other. He's like, he, he just starts laughing. He's like, dude, what are you doing getting off the bench? He's like, you know you can't do it. I said, well, man, you know, I brought this guy. He's my guy. You got to go. It's like, no. I, we didn't even fight. I was like, I just tried to stop it. You got to go. So I got kicked out down. Got a couple of other stories. One at Humble Park. One at Bell Park on the northwest side. I got, I'll put those in the chamber. And then, uh, again, I'll play for you the, the clip that Luca, well, what his explanation was for kicking out the guy. But let's go to the phone lines, 312-644-6767. Let's go to Jason out in Vernon Hills. Hey, Gabe, how you doing? Doing good, man. I, I can't wait to hear the story. So were you a spectator or were you, one of the, were you an athlete at the time? No, I was, I was playing. Uh, I was a college <laughs> baseball player who was playing up in the Northwoods League uh, in a collegiate summer league. And uh, we were fortunate enough to make the championship three-game series. It's game two, eighth inning. We're down one. Bases loaded. I rip a ball down the left field line, 
And uh, as I'm rounding first base, take a peek down the left field line to see if it's going to land fair or foul. Ends up hitting the wall on a fly about a foot into fair territory from the vertical stripe that denotes fair or foul. So on the, so on the, on the wall. wall, not on the grass, but a foot up from it and a foot in Correct. from the line yes. as well. Foot, Hurt. A foot Hurt. fair, obviously fair, at least from my perspective, of course. Um, and you're rounding first base at this on, point, right? Yeah. As I'm about to step on first base, home plate umpire starts screaming, foul ball, no. foul ball. Um, so I start jawing from the time I'm 100 feet away from him all the way till I get back to home plate to continue the at-bat. He starts jawing back at me. Uh, if you know anything about college baseball umpires, they really don't like when, you know, 19-year-olds are jawing at them. Mm. Uh, so I grab the bat. That foul ball made it a two-strike count. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before you finish, wait, wait, Jason, before you finish, because I'm curious. um, uh, No third base sum, just a second base, like a second base sum, so two umps only, or was there third base Uh, Yeah, yeah, two umps. uh, Second base run. Yeah, so the home plate guys got got both foul lines. Um, So, anyway, I get uh, take finish up the at-bat. I know this guy's going to ring me up on any pitch I take. Um, (laughs) You know he is. I know it. It's definitely going to happen. So Guys, I know like I off-speed outside anything. right here, buddy. Off-speed oh, yeah. outside of, right here. <laughs> of, of course, the next pitch is two feet outside. Oh, I couldn't have hit it if i thrown my bat at it, so I take it. And, of course, he rings me up for strike three. Oh, and I, I take my helmet and I slam it down. It hits the plate, bounces right back up, hits me in the face. <laughs> my nose starts gushing blood. <laughs> I have a cut over my oh, eye no. as he is then ejecting me from the game. And I, uh, I, I didn't even go back and get any money's worth. I just put my tail between my legs, walked through the dugout, down the tunnel, through the clubhouse, and just got my butt on the bus. Oh, God will make you pay sometimes. He'll just be like, bro, yeah. you shouldn't have did that. I told you. I, yeah, Here goes your little helmet to the face. Now, where yeah, your, maybe where, the ball was foul with that karma. Were your parents there? Anybody? Any, 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 no, any opportunity no. to feel more shame? No? Okay. No, no, just a bunch of college teammates that never let me live it oh, down, though. So great. probably tw- 20 years later. Great story, Jason. Thanks for the call. It happens. Sometimes our anger gets the best of us. And even when trash talking, just like the guy Luka Doncic was talking to, listen to Luka explain what happened uh, after the game. I know. I saw you when you said, about the fan, you know, that was not a true all. That was not the only thing he said. Uh, but I knew you would be the first one to to point out something like that. I'm not gonna say what he said, but I knew you were gonna be the first one to put out something like that. So I just saw it, man. It's just funny. You always seem to be the first one to put some bad stuff about me. First of all, 99% of the stuff I've written about you has been good. Oh, I don't know. I was sitting two rows behind us. All right. So it was the only thing he was that time he said something. The only thing was what you reacted to yeah i was hearing the whole first half right or you didn't hear anything he was definitely hollering okay there we go but you put out something that was just the only thing but okay what was the final issue what was the thing that it's not the issue i'm just seeing you seems to be the first one to always put something bad about me it's fine it's all over why did you ask for the fan to be ejected because he was cursing me the whole first half too that was interesting. I mean, clearly, Luca and that guy got something going on there. It's got to feel bad, though, as a reporter, to, to think to yourself you've written 99.9% of things in a positive light about a player, and he sees it differently, and then, you know, I mean, clearly that's his truth, but that's got to suck because that's your job and you still have a season to go. Anyway, I get the guy kicked out, and I get it. If he's drawing him at him all the whole time and trying to get under his skin, listen, I sit in the outfield at White Sox games. 
I know how bad it can be for players and how funny some people can be as well, and they really do get under your skin. And in a more intimate setting like an NBA game, I could see where, it, you know, it can get the best of you. But it happens. That's why we're talking about it. 312 644 Let's go to Stacy in Chicago. So, Stacy, were you a fan or were you an athlete? I was a fan. Okay, tell me more. And I went to a Cubs versus White Sox game at Wrigley Field. It was crazy. Um, I am a diehard White Sox fan. And um, I was in the bleachers. I went with my now ex-husband, but that don't matter. Um, The fans at Wrigley Field were relentless. This was, like, during the time when the Sox were, like, really, really good. They ain't good no more, but we all so we all So did that. you get into a fight, Stacey? Uh, so this dude behind me tossed a beer on my head. So, of course, I got into a fight. I could see where, you know, that would lead to some sort of altercation. But it just started off bad for my Sox fans. Started off bad. My I'm a Sox fan, Cubs fans suck. My ex husband. It was just the story was just headed in the wrong direction. But those are things that happen. Rivalry games, understandable. I get it. I have two more examples of times when people got kicked out. I used to coach a, <clears throat> I used to coach a, a little league team at Bell Park on the northwest side over there on, like, Oak Park in between Diversity and Belmont. My brother, you know, I've had him on the show a ton of times. He had a little 10-year-old team over there. My dad was the head coach. I was, like, the assistant coach. And one of the kids had that mom, you know, that mom on the Little League team. And the kid struck out. I remember it was a curveball. And, like, but one of those curveballs, you know, when you're, like, 10, where the kid might, like, completely move out the way. But it's right down the middle. It's just a looping curveball. Slow, you know, and the kid jumped out the way. The mom thought it was a ball. Kid got K'd up, and the mom just wouldn't stop. Just like, would not stop. She was relentless, just like Stacy was saying about the Cubs fans. And I just remember the ump being like, you're going to get either you leave or your whole team is going to forfeit. Those are tough. Because sometimes as the ump, like, you got no choice. You got to say something crazy like that, reckless. I got one more story from Humble Park. But before we get to that, let's take one more call. We got Brian out in Downers Grove. Brian, uh, did you kick hey. out kicked out as a spectator or as an athlete? Hey, yeah, I was a uh, spectator for this one. All right, so what happened? So I'm a senior in high school. We're playing uh, our high school. We're playing a conference game against Hinsdale Central. And on their team was uh, the son of the then Chicago Bulls head coach, Fred Hoiberg. And so his son's playing. And little do we know, it's All-Star Weekend. Fred Hoiberg has the weekend off, so he visits his son to Downers Grove, watch him play. He walks in the gym and the whole student section. I'm I'm right there in the front. At, they start chanting, fire Hoiberg. And I, I didn't partake in it. I didn't start it. His, his family is walking past. I gave him knucks, but everyone started chanting, fire Hoiberg throughout the game. And uh, we ended up beating them. His son uh, seemed like to be a pretty good player. He ended up playing in college, so he ended up all right. He didn't cry, Brian? No, didn't okay, cry, didn't okay. cry. Just making he, sure. He, he did as it needs to die. <laughs> okay, just making sure, just making sure. That's tough. 
That's ballsy. I would never be able to start a chant. It's like when uh, fans were chanting fire Nagy at his son's football game. Yeah, it's like, I think it. But I don't think I'd be brave enough to say it. Just like, you know, Brian seems like a nice kid. Well, now he's an adult, but at the time. <clears throat> to pass on something like that, I, I, I genuinely believe him that he felt sad in that moment. That's tough, dude. Your dad's there. The Bulls suck. You're coming in to hoop. You just want your dad to watch you play. Dad, can you come watch me play? Yes. No, son, I don't want. You never come watch me play, Dad. And then <laughs> Hoyer shows up and they're like, fire, Hoyer. Damn it, son. I told you I didn't want to come to your game. That's why I wasn't showing up. That's why I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell you. Great stuff. There. Awkward dinner conversation after. All right, last story. And it's not one that I'm particularly proud of, but somebody was, I don't even, I shouldn't tell this story. No, I'm not going to tell it. Something in Humble Park. That's what I'll say. Played uh, underhand fast pitch. That's the thing in, in, in Humble Park. Uh, underhand fast pitch, men's league. Uh, played there for, man, almost a, close to a decade. It was like eight years I played there. And let's just say you see a lot of stuff. I'll just leave it at that. I've seen a lot of people get kicked out. Games, fans. I've seen a, a game played with no fans, like where they have to rope it off. Like you can't even get close to this game. It's bad. Right. I can't say I remember. I don't think I've ever gotten kicked out of games. <laughs> Bars, not games. <laughs> okay. Different topic, different station, whole different segment. Uh, maybe we'll do that like on the Odyssey app or something like that. All right. Uh, coming up next, a team that, Nah, they'll, they, they'll never block you from coming to watch them unless it's COVID. Of course, I'm talking about the Chicago Cubs. What's the update? What's going on? Is there anything that anyone is hearing about something? Because yesterday we were talking, Danny Parkins and I, and I was like, I'm not even a Cubs fan and I'm worried. But but it, there seems to be some like level of calmness where everyone thinks, oh, just everything's just about to happen, guys. Just chill. I'm not a Cubs fan, so I, I, I can't have that. I don't, I don't. I'm not fortunate to have that peace of mind. I'm sitting here worried about what we're going to be talking about for the next year if the Cubs don't make a couple moves. So how does Sharma is going to join us? Talk to us about any updates, uh, but but even more specifically, just picking his brain about what he thinks is going to happen with the Chicago Cubs in the upcoming season. We'll do that after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. He's the clubhouse leader, right? <laughs> he is the leader. He's the only guy. Bellinger hits one in the air. Deep center field. Sawinski goes back, looks up. Gone! Cody Bellinger with a three-run home run. The route is on. It is 13-1 Cubs here in the eighth inning. Home run number 26 for Bellinger. I got to be honest, that sounded amazing. Zach Zabin with the call right there. I, I miss hearing Zach. I mean, I love hearing Zach call basketball, obviously. Deepaw basketball. Filling in for Chuck that one time was just absolutely great. But Zach Zabin, got I think I think I think it's clear to me after hearing that clip, he is one of my favorite. I really dig Zach Zabin. The energy, the clarity. I dig the the tone, its uniqueness. I don't know, and he always hits you with the right amount of it when when something positive happens. I just I'm really in on Zach Zabin, and I you never ever ever hear me say that about some announcer. Now I love I love the human beings that they are, like Adam Amin. Love Adam Amin. Love Chuck Swirsky. Love Bill Wennington. He's gonna be on the show eight forty five. Love these guys. But I don't really know I don't really know Zabin like that. We worked together a couple times, so I'm just saying it more like as a you know. It's giving him his flowers. You like you work with him a lot. Yeah, no, I work with him a lot, and I love working with him. And he just sounds great. Sounds great. Whenever he's filling in in the uh, fifth inning. Well, hopefully, he'll get more opportunities to talk about Cody Bellinger hitting the long ball, and we get an opportunity to talk a little bit about Cody and just the you know the Cubs and what what, what what's the word with our next guest. He's joining us on our hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Covers the Cubs for the Athletic, of course. Good friend of the station, South of Sharma. Welcome to the show. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, thanks for having me, Gabe. Of course, Looking forward to talk chatting with Cubs. So let's let's start with like your level of fear when it comes to the success of the Cubs in the upcoming season. Like, how fearful are you that they 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 may not be as good as they were last year? Yeah. It, Honestly, I feel like that's hard to assess right now. That's what I'm saying, though. That's that's what yeah. I'm getting at. That's where I'm getting at. Are you scared right now? If if they're done, if they're done making moves, which they're not, uh, if they're done making moves, they're they're probably what uh, battling. They're hoping for upside from a lot of pl- players in order to compete for the division. It's a weak division, so I think they still could somehow find their way if everything went right even now the reality is they're not done i I, i'm fairly confident they're going to make multiple moves uh adding another bat and adding help to the bullpen to improve this team and make it a pretty obvious contender for the for the division so i like if I were to just sit, like if if you're asking me that like do I think they're going to be on paper a team that can compete for the division by opening day I believe that like I'm I'm confident in that can they still screw it up can something go awry can uh, Scott Boris find that right 
team to step up that isn't that Jed Hoyer to go to a level that Jed Hoyer isn't willing to. Yeah, I don't put that past Scott Boris. Uh, he's very good at his job. He manages to find uh, contenders for his free agents that like seemingly out of nowhere, they just appear. I, I always go back to Prince Fielder. It seemed like there was no market for Prince Fielder. Uh, I believe what happened was uh, Victor Martinez got hurt and suddenly the Tigers had a need for a slugging first base type. <laughs> and, and there it was, you know, and it just team. happened, right? Uh, uh, what just happened to, uh, with Josh Hader? Right. That's not a Boris client, but Kendall Graveman got hurt and suddenly the Astros are like, okay, we're, we're willing to pay up. And that's how these things happen. So outside of a surprise like that, I think the Cubs end up with one of the Boris bats and, and end up uh, looking pretty good. All things considered uh, by the end of this off season, which could drag on for a while. <laughs> and then that's just it, right? Because I mean, people are, everybody you talk to, they say, Hey, that we know the Cubs are going to make some moves. We know there's still things, stuff to get done. It's very matter of fact. And I'm just like, but, but like you just mentioned, what if somebody swoops in and does something like that? Like I try to think about what the Cubs will be. And it's more, it's more so because I saw how, how good they were last year. Right. That's really the only reason that me myself is is hoping for that because I'm like, well, they were good last year. And I, I kind of want them to build off of that and, and continue to be a, a team that's headed in that direction. You got the got the manager, but I was really hoping that they would make a bigger splash. I guess, and I know I know they said you know winning the off season is not something they want to do, but still something I wish I wish they would have done a little more. I understand that feeling. Uh, I think a big problem with that is this wasn't a great free agent class. At the okay. very top, there was Shohei. And then Yamamoto, I think that, you know, like, I like Yamamoto a lot. I think he's going to be really good. The age is exactly the type of player any team should be targeting. That, that bidding got crazy, right? And I'm not saying the Cubs shouldn't be involved in crazy bidding. I just kind of understand where they're coming from. This guy's never pitched in the big leagues, and he got the biggest pitch pitcher free agent deal ever. That's I can see where they're coming from saying, yeah, that's not where we're willing to go right now. And the Dodgers being willing to do both those deals. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to me. I understand that. I can see the Dodgers doing that. That sounds like the Dodgers. I, this is not a great free agent class. And I don't think, and I think Jed has kind of admitted he's not in love with this free agent class. Um, that doesn't mean he can't improve his team. Uh, that doesn't mean he shouldn't be aggressive in pursuing upgrades uh, I think they got creative in getting Bush. I think they got uh, a smart deal, a value deal with Imanaga. Uh, let's see where this, you know, head-to-head with uh, Boris kind of ends up. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be interesting. When you look at a lot of the guys that came up last year, uh, you're looking at, you know, like Jared Young, Matt Mervis. I mean, just like a, so many young guys that, that had the opportunity and then maybe some Cubs fans feel like, you know, hey, they they, we, they gave him a shot. Even Pete Carr Armstrong struggled. But, like, they gave him the shot outside of a PCA, though. Which of these young guys do you think is going to stick around? Because clearly they're going to move someone to bring back, you know, some sort of major league talent at some point in the season. But who do you think is going to stick around? Like someone that they really think, you know, has legs to be a part of this roster moving forward for the future. Oh, yeah. I mean, you mentioned PCA. Beyond him, I think the obvious one is Cade Horton. They love Cade Horton. 
outside of some insane trade scenario where like, you know, if Julio Rodriguez suddenly became available, uh, maybe the Cubs would be interested in moving Kate Horton. But other than that, you know, like they, they need, they need to be blown over by who's available. Uh, Kate Horton's obvious name. Uh, I know they really like Matt Shaw. I, I think Matt Shaw has a chance to be a really good player. Uh, beyond that, you get to like another tier of prospects that are interesting, uh, but I wouldn't assume that they're untouchable in any way. Uh, you know, Kevin Alcantara, Owen Casey, uh, guys like uh, they're, they're James Triantos, I think, is a perfect candidate to be traded because there's just a lot of talent in this system in the infield uh, emerging and and he and, and at the major league level, so he makes sense as a trade candidate. There, there's there's a lot of trade options and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of build around options. I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how they evaluate it. We've already seen Jackson Ferris traded. I think you know he has he has nice upside and definitely a, a pitcher that could turn into you know a quality starter. But teenage teenage pitchers are big risk. So I understand <laughs> yeah, moving right. him. And uh, Michael Bush is a really highly thought of bat. I think he's going to, you know, just count him among the, the young players they're going to build around. They like him. They don't have a first baseman that they trust really, as far as a young, highly thought of prospect. Uh, Matt Mervis is fine, but a lot of holes in his game. A lot of people, uh, talent avail- evaluators around the game had questions about the bat. I know Cubs fans loved the numbers that they saw. Very different type of player than Michael Bush. Similar numbers if you're just looking at the slash line. Very different type of players. Uh, Incredibly patient. Michael Bush is incredibly patient. Uh, Makes a ton of contact. But you see a high strikeout rate. It's just because when he gets to two strikes, which is a lot, he, that that can kind of jump the strikeout rate. He's not he's not someone that chases. He doesn't have a big hole in his swing. Uh, he's uh, you know he doesn't get overwhelmed by specific type of pitch. Uh, it's he's a, he's a really interesting prospect with a high upside on offense. Uh, obviously, obviously the bar to clear is very high at first base, so he has to be a stud offensively. Otherwise, this trade could end up looking bad. But again, two teenagers traded away. I like the risk in the sense that if it hits what you've done is you've added this high upside offensive first baseman to your roster for very little cost. Suddenly people are talking about spending at first base, but now you have a, a, a guy you can kind of, you know, put in the middle of your lineup, a lefty, a potential lefty slugger on a rookie deal. That means more money spent elsewhere in theory. Again, they have to spend the money. They haven't, they, there's more money to spend this off scene and, it, this offseason, and it, that has to continue, right? We we can. This is a debate that I feel like has gone on and on for multiple offseasons now. We can talk about financial flexibility. If you don't use it, what's the point of having <laughs> right. it at all? I was talking to Sada Sharma here on six seventy. The score covers the Cubs for the Athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, before I let you go, I'm, I'm curious uh, your thoughts on Craig Council and when you like. Obviously, you know the Cubs' first preseason game about a month away. Uh, spring training game about a month away against the Sox. The season's going to be here before we know it. And I'm curious, like, his impact on the team in the beginning of the season. Like, where where do you think the Cubs will see some positive net gains from him and how, how he'll be able to get that from the squad in April or March? Yeah, well, I mean, I think 
the, the team respects David Ross a ton, right? There's no doubt about that. But there is something to be said for uh, a manager that kind of, I guess, uh, a needle mover. Let's call him that, right? Like, there's, there's very few of those. And players know that. They know that there are very few managers that really impact the team. And I think they consider council among that select group that probably is like that, you know, outside of now that Terry Francona's uh, retired, it's like Bruce Bochy, Kevin Cash, and like I, maybe I'm missing one or two, but the, the list is small. And councils up there, you know, in bold, emphasize everyone knows he's one of the difference makers. How is that going to manifest? I, I think confident the team will have confidence in the moves he's making you know there's not going to be a lot of second guessing it's like this guy's proven like we know he knows how to handle a bullpen we know he knows how to maximize his bench if he pulls me and i feel it's too early i'm going to trust this guy if if he goes to a reliever uh i'm going to trust him if he pinch hits for me i i gotta trust this guy he he's got that uh he's, he's got that built up equity that people are like okay we know he's he knows what he's doing so it, it works on uh there's i think the biggest difference that fans will see is probably like how he manages a game right that's the biggest criticism levied at ross fans are always going to focus on the in-game stuff that's the most important because that's that's what they see and and it's and and every every decision can be uh second guess but it he seems to have an ability to really make even if it's an unconventional move it it pays off in some way or you can see the logic behind it or why he chose to do it he he clearly has he clearly knows what he's doing when it comes to in-game machinations uh I'm, i'm curious to see it you know i watched it uh as covering the cubs a lot uh there were times where i thought like wow that was masterful and there are other times i was like he kind of got lucky there like i'm not sure if that was the right move but you know that's it's such a small sample. It's really hard to break down. I'm I'm curious to see how it is, and I think a big thing that we can't overlook is the Cubs have to get him. Jed Hoyer has to get him a good bullpen. Uh, say what you want about David Ross, but I think more of what happened at the end of last year is on the bullpen not being deep enough, and he was forced to overuse certain certain arms, uh, and that led to their downfall. They they need a deeper, more talented bullpen. Uh, you know, you want like I, I like a lot of these arms, but you, you need some more trusted, trusted arms that you can rely upon, and also that set the example for the younger guys. You want Daniel Palencia and Luke Little to know what it takes to to succeed at the highest level. Get a veteran that teaches them that. Michael Fulmer is a really great veteran. He he struggled early on, had to focus on himself, couldn't be the leader. Brad Boxberger same way, struggled and was hurt. You need veterans that are there, that are showing up every day, and that set the example for the young guys. That's how they turn that bullpen into something that Craig Council can really unleash. And he's going to have the opportunity to do it. We're going to see it firsthand. Of course, I'll be able to hear that here on 670 to score. Uh, Sahadov, appreciate you jumping on, man, and uh, giving us our little updates because we know what's going on, Belly. Nothing, and we're just waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Soon enough, I think. Well, maybe not soon enough. It's going to take a while, but I would say the Cubs are still the favorite there. If it, you know, no guarantees and weird stuff happens. They better but, be. But there's a good shot. They better he's, be. He's still at the top of the yeah. list. So have a good one, man. Make sure you Take follow. Care, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, on social media, Sadov Sharma, obviously covering the Cubs for the Athletic. Just great stuff. I always love when he talks to Speegs. 
Like when those two get on the phone together, you, it's must listen to radio. Just high quality baseball chats right there. Um, I want to give the White Sox a little bit of love, and I'm getting dragged all over social media. Social media because of a prediction I made for 2024 about the Chicago White Sox, and I did it here on 670 The Score. Do you follow our Instagram account? 670 The Score. Go follow it, and you're gonna see. Me and Dan Bernstein coming together to make two predictions about the Chicago White Sox. You don't got Instagram? You want to hear it? I'm going to play it for you next. It's Gabriel Ramirez, 670 The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. That is that. Kansas City with a blowout win. Well, behind a really good young left-hander and... They just swung the bats exceptionally well today. So all Kansas City for the first game. And we'll look for better luck tomorrow night. So a long turnaround. You can get your rest if you want to. And thank you. We will see you then. Oh, boy. Tyler Buterball producing today. Doing a phenomenal job, as always. And I said, play me something that's going to make me sad about the White Sox. It was sad because... I was like, wow, I'm going to have to talk about that all season. The worst part about talking about the White Sox is that I am a fan. So you're trying to, like, you become an apologist at certain moments. And then, you know, people bash you for it. You know, it's just, it's painful. It's painful. We're going to get into some Sox talk and a prediction that I had. Dan Bernstein had a prediction as well about the White Sox. We're going to play both of them. Um, but before we do that, just want to let you know, 915 pregame begins Bulls Lakers. You can hear that right here on 670. The score, Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini got the call. So usually I go till nine, but today we're doing a little bit of overtime. Um, I also want to remind you that Lawrence Holmes, Bernstein's partner, is going to be at the Binnies in Orland Park. Shout out to the Southwest Suburbs. Remy Martin, oh, that was tonight at 7.30. That was today at 5.30. So he's just leaving right now. He's probably on his way home. Yeah, he's probably wrapping up. <laughs> no, he's definitely wrapped up. Two-hour appearance. Oh, the winner will be drawn at 7, so get there and register. Just missed out. I wonder if the – this is pretty cool because they're probably in the car right now. So, look, I'm shouting you got a little more Remy Martin love on the radio. Little Lawrence Holmes love. Can, can never have uh, too much – and he likes – he promised me a White Sox hat when I was in the other day. I did the last two days with Danny Parkins and Loho, obviously, out on the Sox right now. And, and I'm wearing, I've been wearing more hats lately, letting the curls grow. And he said he was going to get me one. Something about Chance the Rapper, so I'm excited to, to see it. One of my biggest regrets uh, as a Chicagoan is not going to the Chance the Rapper concert at Sox Park. My brother went, Kanye West showed up, Lil Wayne was there. Just foolish to not be there. That would have been way too much fun. No, that's just it, Tyler Beaterball. It was the perfect amount of fun. And my ass thought I was just too cool for school. I remember just being like, ah, yeah, you know, 
it's such like a Chicago White Sox fan thing to do to be like, yeah, you're in my you're in my stadium. I go there all the time. Chance is gonna be there. I know. It's gonna be a cool thing. And I missed out on him on at Lala the year after he dropped the coloring book where that thing was popping. Not as not as good as the not as good as the Sox Parks concert. Yeah, that was that really was just cool. more reckless. You know, it was like it was like a Chicago takeover. People jumping over fences, not caring. Kanye West coming out, just being like, "Yeah, this is my city. I'm coming here." Yeah, Southside. Oh, where are you guys at? Let me just get off on the 94 real quick. 1994 real quick. <clears throat> I'm just bummed because I wasn't there. Again, a big miss. I feel like FOMO. It, massive, massive amounts of FOMO. And that's why every you know. And then when I do show up to Sox games, it's just trash. I hear things that like what you just played right there. Sox losing. But I wanted to take a more optimistic approach with my Sox fandom. And Kevin Lapka, one of our video guys here, you know, he deleted our our hot tub video. Me, Austin Huff, Shane Reardon. Like we go in this hot tub. Awesome. Deletes all the video. But gets the gets the predictions. And I had one for 2024 along with Dan Bernstein. Both were about the Chicago White Sox. Take a listen. What's up? It's Gabe Ramirez, and what is my prediction for 2024? Well, I mean, if you guys saw the other video, and I kind of was talking about the Cubs, let's talk about the White Sox, baby. What? That the White Sox are going to be sitting atop the AL Central at the end of the season? Why not? Why not us? Happens to all these other teams. Why not us? You know, I'm not generally in the business of predictions, but I think the White Sox are going to be awful. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Bernstein was saying that the, the Sox were grading out like at 60-something wins. That's horrible. 60-something wins? I'll never forget growing up hearing Hawk Harrelson say, you know, every team wins 60, loses 60, and you never know what's going to happen with the other 60. And you're like, what? What? That doesn't add Whatever. doesn't add up, but I get it. And so that's where the Sox are. I mean, it's so painful. It's going to be so painful. Have you checked out the White Sox depth chart lately? I, I'm almost inclined to be like Lawrence Holmes and find another team to root for during the season. Just like to find another team. Yeah. I wouldn't blame you if you did. No, no, no. I don't like first a lot of, of people all, would. First of all, no one cares about your Cub opinion. And, and, and you're going to tell me to go cheer for another team. Okay? No one cares about that. But... And feel free, please, text in 312-644-6767. Whatever team you think I should be jumping on board with, maybe one that you like that I don't not necessarily on board with. But you look at the White Sox depth chart, it is just brutal. Like, please trade Dylan Cesari. Just so, because he's not going to give you his all. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get flash in the pan one year where he's playing like a Cy Young you're not going to get that Dylan Cease anymore. He did that because he was believing in himself and there was hype around the White Sox and there was actual belief that they could be good. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, I'm going to come out here. If I have my stuff, I have it. If I don't, I don't. Like the rotation on Sox.com, Dylan Cease, Michael Kopech, Tuki Toussaint, Mike Soraka, Eric Fetty, Chris Flexen, and Jared Schuster. The Cubs triple A team might have a better rotation than this right here. No, I'm just playing. Sons of Dylan Cease. I mean, it's close. It's probably close. I don't need that. I definitely don't need that. I definitely don't need that. 
the bullpen, I mean, at least in years past, like the Sox would have a solid bullpen, even guys that they would pick up to then use as trade assets at the trade deadline. Like, can Garrett Crochet stay healthy? Is Tanner Banks going to give me some innings? The rest of this looks bleak. Lane Ramsey, Tim Hill, Jimmy Lambert, Delvey Garcia, Jesse Schulten, Shane Drawing. I mean, ugh, bad. Can you name two of the three White Sox? Can you name a White Sox catcher? Currently, right now? Just, yeah. Somebody on, there's three on their depth chart right now. No. No, because they trade them all That's away. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to tell you. It's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be a rough season. Martin Maldonado. Don't forget they picked up the 38-year-old from the Astros. Oh, my God. Corey Lee is the other one. Those will be your two starters. Your first baseman, Andrew Vaughn, Gavin Sheets. Little rotation. They still got Romy Gonzalez at second base. Romy Gonzalez playing second base was a problem last year. Do you understand what I'm saying? He was a problem. You were trying to... You already figured out that Romy Gonzalez was not going to be your everyday second baseman. You figured that out already. And yet here we are. Yoan Mankata. Oh, my God. Like, this is who we're banking on. This is who the, this is the Sox fan base is banking on. Yoan Mankata being healthy. Oh, my God. Yoan Mankata is 6'2", 225, by the way. That's a big boy. You know, you can't tell when you got the little yellow, little yellow shoes on. That's a big boy. Paul DeYoung. Nicky Lopez is short. Oh, my God. Andrew Benatendi. Oh, I wish I was his best friend and could really just be like, yo, do you effing hate it or what? <laughs> like, or do you hate it there? Or do you love it? Like, I don't know. That's why I wish I was his best friend to get the truth. Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert. Outfield makes me feel good in terms of, like, power. and Andrew Vaughn, if he can kind of, you know, figure out who he's going to be this season, and hopefully it's someone that's above average, then that's great. But pitching is going to be the issue. It's going to have to be a bunch of, like, 10 to 6 games. That's what it's going to be. Oh, what a season. Oh, man. Can't wait to talk more about that. All right. That's why. Yeah. 708. The Sox are unwatchable at this point. The season hasn't even started. And you're already giving up. And they're already unwatchable. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. If there was tough. a team you would switch for, who would it be? If there was a team, let me just go before we go to break. Before we, if, I, if there was a team, I know I, I, I've tried not to do a deep dive because then I know it'll take too long because I really would want to look at like history and. You know, the talent that they have and who's got but like I wouldn't want to go I wouldn't want an AL team. It'd have to be a national league team. It'd have to be a national league Um, and then like it can't be Atlanta, Philly, Miami, Mets, Washington. Like, no, I don't like any of those. And it's not gonna be any NL Central teams because then people would think I was just a hater. Like it'd have to be like the Diamondbacks or the Giants. Or I'd have to go see if Colorado has done enough in the offseason to be, like, a contender. But, yeah, I would say Arizona or the Giants. I don't know. Arizona's a good team you can go for. But that's, like, I feel like I'm 
back, backing myself into that corner. Maybe I will take a s- spin around the AL. Maybe Baltimore's I'll, got something cooking. Maybe I'll go like the Rangers this year. You know? Oh, but see, that's too obvious because they just won the World Series. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We're going to run it back. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just... No, no, did you hear me? We are going to run it back. No, uh, to only love a winner. Texas Ho- Gabe. Hopefully the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Arlington Gabe. Hopefully the, the Bears can be a winner. What does that path look like? How good can this offense be with Shane Waldron, regardless of who the quarterback is? We get to talk to Carmen Vitali for Fox Sports. She covers the NFC North. Uh, I know what her answer is. The Bears suck, and they're going to be at the bottom of the NFC North this year. I know she's going to say that. Will she? We'll talk to her next. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.